to IP over coffee, your weekly coffee break where you will learn about the fun part of intellectual property rights. I'm Alena Kapachova and I am Maria Gomez and we are the host of the podcast. In this coffee break, we will provide you with some tips and tricks about intellectual property rights on top of interesting legal cases. Grab your coffee, tea or drink of preference and let's start. Welcome to this new episode of IP Over Coffee. Hello, Alena. How are you? I'm very well. Hello, everyone. How are you, Maria? Very good, too. I am very happy about this case because I think it's a fun case. It's with... super fun. <laughs> My favorite one. Yeah. So let's start with this monkey business. <laughs> Did you recognize this sound? It has the sound of monkeys or chimpanzee or macaque, but we will talk today about this specific macaque, a very famous one who became super famous, especially in the intellectual property circles. Everyone knows about this case and we would like to share more details and some thoughts with you. Yes. So um, the situation uh, that actually created a legal case was the macaque, um, macaque sorry, Naruto from Indonesia uh, took some selfies with the camera of a wildlife pr- um, photographer, uh, David Slater, who actually went to this uh, park in Indonesia. The park was, I'm just checking... Somewhere in the jungle. Tank. Tankoko Reserve in Salawesi Island, Indonesia. So there is a reserve where wildlife animals are living there. And there was this crested black macaque, Naruto, who took the selfie. And yeah, uh, that was in 2011. And the beginning of the case started because Mr. Slater, when he saw the pictures, the, the selfies, he licensed them to... Caters News Agency, and these pictures were later in the Daily Mail, the Telegraph, and the Guardian. They became very popular, other media outlets starting publishing, and the smiley monkey went viral. So, Alena, can you describe us Naruto's <laughs> pictures, please? Yes, you can actually see them uh, now on Wikimedia Commons or other uh, websites when you Google for monkey selfie. On our website also, on ipovercoffee.com, yes. <laughs> we, pu- we will actually publish the, the selfies if you want to have a look. This The black macaque, Naruto, uh, smiling. Yeah, I think it's, uh, he or she is smiling. It's she. It's is a she. she. Okay, she's yeah. smiling. And uh, it looks like a typical selfie because she looks directly in the camera uh, and with the background of some green jungles. And the second one is you can actually see that the macaque um, has camera in in her head. And she's more serious, right? Yes, in her hand and actually taking a full photo of herself. <laughs> it's actually... A proper l- selfie. Exactly, that's a proper selfie. Yeah. So those two pictures were, are, uh, were very popular, apparently. And But the photographer, Mr. Slater, was very annoyed and frustrated to find that Wikipedia was using those pictures and claiming that the pictures are in public domain. Yeah. Public domain is basically uh, the concept in the copyright law, which uh, says that the works are not protected by copyright anymore, or they are not copyrightable at all. Yeah. 
So it's interesting because this case has two disputes, okay? So the first one in a chronological order was that uh, the photographer, David Slater, found out that Wikipedia was publishing the images, saying that they were in public domain, when he was actually licensing these images uh, and obtaining royalties out of them. So he requested the takedown of the images from Wikipedia. And the second case that we will discuss later, the second dispute, was that um, the photographer, Mr. Slater, was actually... Uh, they started a lawsuit against him, and that was uh, PETA, uh, which stands for... Um, That's Organization for Protecting uh, People animals. for the Ethical Treatment of Animals. Yes. Exactly. So let's start with the first dispute, because I think it's very interesting from a copyright perspective. So that first uh, dispute was uh, David Slater against Wikimedia Commons, and that was in 2011. It started when he requested Wikipedia to remove from their website um, the, the monkey selfies. And Wikipedia had uh, the statement saying, under the selfies, this file is in the public domain because as the work of a non-human animal, it has no human author in whom copyright is vested. So Wikipedia basically says that uh, Macaque Narukoto cannot be an author. So who owns the copyright? How, how it's possible? So basically, if there's no author, there's no copyright because but copyright... The, but the macaque here is an author. So Naruto took the selfies, right? Yes, but you don't comply as an author if you are not human. Okay. So if there's no author, there's no copyright. Therefore, it's in public domain. That's what they are trying to say. Very, very easy and basic scheme. Um, very easy to understand, I think. So basically, the copyright law says that the author is, is not, cannot be anyone but human. Yeah. Is it in every country like that? Well, or right now it's changing a bit because we have artificial intelligence getting oh, into the that's picture. Getting more but difficult. I think that is for another episode. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, uh, basically, uh, especially in this case, because the case was brought into the United States because Mr. Slater, as he was really angry with the idea that Wikipedia was not removing the selfies, he wanted to start a legal case. And for starting legal cases in the United States, you need to register the copyright artwork, the creation here, which were the selfies. And his surprise, or maybe not a surprise, was that the US Copyright Office did not register the work because they said that non-human um, creations were not, uh, had no author, so they couldn't register. Actually, it's very interesting because they mention um, in their um, compendium of US copyright office practices in the third edition. Is it like a law or a special document? This is a document that is available in the website of the copyright office and it's very easy to find. If you just actually put a, fo a photograph taken by a monkey, you can find it. And they actually mention the US copyright office will not register works produced by nature animals or plants. So that includes a photograph taken by a monkey, a mural painted by an elephant, a picture taken by a god, <laughs> any other so idea. So the work inspired by a divine spirit or by a supernatural 
uh, phenomena. Yeah, yeah, supernatural beings, actually. This is specifically what they mentioned, because perhaps some people claim... There were cases like there that. There was a yeah. case, and the song was naming the Holy Spirit as the author of the work. That's quite interesting. But in this case... Uh, their doc, uh, the Mr. Slater claimed that the copyright ownership uh, is belonging to him. So he is the author and he owns the copyright. He actually said that because he traveled to the park, he left the camera in the correct spot so Naruto could pick up the camera and say to take the selfies. So that's why his contribution should be enough to be considered as the copyright protection. But... Apparently, the U.S. Copyright Office didn't agree with him. Yeah, well, if they consider there was no authorship, there was no copyright. But what Mr. Slater was claiming is not completely crazy because there was this doctrine that was initially a British doctrine called Sweet Sweat, sorry, not Sweet Sweat of the Brow Doctrine that claims that for obtaining copyright protection. Uh, you are entitled if there's skill, labor, and judgment, and doesn't require creative choices as nowadays, or the, the originality of the uh, creation. But... Is it still valid now in the UK? No, this doctrine is not valid since uh, the, in the within the European Union, and I know Brexit is happening, and UK would be outside, but still, right now, their law is this one, and I don't think they will change. You re- need creative choices made by the author. And the author should be a human. Should be, no, has to be a human. <laughs> yes. So still in the European Union, uh, artificial intelligence, which we will talk about it in another episode. You still need a human behind that. Uh, also in the United States. So yes, <clears throat> we cannot provide authorship to monkeys, dogs, or a plant, okay? Yeah, so it needs to be a for, human. For the second case, actually, it's interesting that uh, PETA, so this organization of the, for protection of animals, sued the photographer on behalf of Naruto, yeah. kind of, of representing the interest of the macaque. Yes. And that's what kind of claims they had, actually. So PETA used the next pre- next friend principle and requested the Californian District Court to assign copyright protection to Naruto, yes, the monkey, and assign PETA the administration and management of the copyright. Because the macaque cannot really deal with all this bureaucracy, right? Yeah, and a, a macaque, macaque sorry, cannot have a bank account, but PETA does. Okay, so, makes sense. Well, makes sense for them. So the U.S. District Court in California in 2016 said, a monkey cannot be an author under U.S. copyright law. Therefore, no assignment of the authorship to Naruto the monkey, and the case was dismissed. But PETA in 2016, in March 2016... uh, They didn't give up. No, they don't give up, and they filed an appeal to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. And in August 2017, because the case was uh, draining, actually, the photographer, Mr. uh, Slater, they reached an agreement between PETA and Mr. Slater. And the agreement established that Mr. Slater would donate the 25% of the revenues generated by the pictures to the animal organizations committed to the protection and preservation of the monkey's natural habitat in Indonesia. So... So what, what, why did what, they settle? 
Hmm, that's a good if question. If Naruto could never have copyright protection, I mean, the pictures are still yes, in public domain. You can still uh, find it on Wikimedia Commons and in on uh, other websites, so anyone can freely use it. And this is the meaning of the public domain and when you can use uh, a work by anyone without limitations. So uh, what do you think about this idea of giving authorship to non-human beings? There are lots of pictures on the internet and videos how cats or dogs, yeah. even <laughs> elephants can create some abstract paintings. And mice. I've seen beautiful little <laughs> yes. mice putting their paws on the paper. And it's very cute, but doesn't mean that it has copyright protection. So you can have a little artist at home, which is your pet. Maybe it's not that little if it's an elephant. I hope you don't have an elephant as a pet. But if they create some artwork, um, it's not copyright protected. You can still enjoy it. But can you sell it to others or should you should you divide your income with your pet? What are I the mean, requirements here? Who is the copyright owner then? I mean, you it's, can sell something without copyright protection. So, ah, so you mean that this picture then wouldn't be protected by copyright at all? Anyone can copy it? Yes. I mean, anyone can copy it and can use it, but still you can sell it and... In fact, uh, Mr. Slater, uh, if you go to his website, you can find merchandise with the monkey selfie. And anyone is free to buy the merchandise. So the fact that the picture doesn't have copyright protection doesn't mean that you cannot use it in business. Ah, all right, agree. But you cannot claim royalties. So if it's used by the newspaper or by uh, on a website like Wikipedia, you cannot claim them to pay your royalties because you are not the author. You don't hold any copyright protection because the picture is in public domain. So I think the case is very clear. Shall we go and jump into the tips? Yes, that's a good idea. The first tip that I would say, of course, that's uh, please understand what the copyright is about. Copyright law was created and established to protect authors as the creators of original content. And uh, authors uh, in, the, in the understanding of the copyright laws worldwide are human beings. So the creativity and originality comes from their creative choices of the author. It could be a photograph uh, photography or any literal work, anything basically. And uh, no one can be an author and claim copyright protection yet. Perhaps there will be some development. No one? I mean animals. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. I <laughs> animals mean, no cannot claim copyright protection yet. yet. And I don't think they will so far. Animals, I mean non-human animals, because at the end we are also animals. Yes, for non-human <laughs> animals. <laughs> and about AI, what do you think? So AI is artificial intelligence. And I would say another important thing about copyright is that the idea behind copyright is that it stimulates authors to keep on creating because they can live from their um, creations, from the copyrights that uh, give them royalties or a payment for what their work. And about artificial intelligence, I think it's a really big topic that we should make an episode or maybe more than one about it. 
And we will discuss it in another moment because yeah, that's, that's changing the panorama. That's quite challenging and also because of the rapid um, uh, development of the technology, of course. So thank you very much for listening to this podcast. And if you have any questions or any feedback, please feel free to contact us. You can uh, read all the notes about this podcast if you have any questions on our uh, website, ipovercoffee.com. Thank you for listening and talk to you next Monday. Thank you for listening to this episode. We share our notes on our website, ipovercoffee.com. Check it out if you want to learn more. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram as ipovercoffee. By the way, this podcast gives general information and cannot be considered as legal advice. Did you like this episode? Please subscribe and leave your feedback. We would love to hear from you. New episode next Monday.